Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome to the arrival of fall. I think the high here in Reston is going to be under 70. We are still recovering here from the party that was the MRC's 35th anniversary gala. I don't have hangovers because you can't get hangovers from a couple of Diet Cokes, you know. Okay, I, I had a nice glass of white wine with dinner. But thank you one and all for supporting the Media Research Center in every way that you do. And that includes just reading Newsbusters and listening to the podcast, checking out our Twitter uh, activity. It was great to go downtown and see some great conservative communicators that I get to communicate with, like Larry O'Connor and Sean Spicer and the people that helped them go. It's always great to see old MRC staffers and even current MRC staffers all dressed up. Oh, don't you look nice. And of course, also the siblings of MRC staffers who love this podcast. Now, who doesn't love that? Now, we have come a long way since the 1980s, and we are older and, and wiser and, and, yes, fatter. But we still ooze gratitude to everyone who makes it possible to go to play here every day. Speaking of having fun, Stephen Cruiser at PJ Media was letting those so-called independent fact-checkers have it. As he wrote, The Democrats' flying monkeys in the mainstream media don't know the truth. They only know propaganda. That's why the idea that they could employ and deploy fact-checkers is beyond ludicrous. Oh, they get upset when you say that. If you object to the allegedly independent fact-checkers, you must have a hostility to fact. No, what it means is we do object to your manipulating facts with your slippery little arguments and suggesting that you're either being independent or factual. Stacey Abrams the leader that Democrats treat like Wonder Woman and that Republicans see as the gift that keeps on giving, said this out loud, on stage, and on camera. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Now, the first half is common pro-abortion blather. It's not a heartbeat. It's an electromagnetic pulse. It's not a heartbeat. It's merely cardiac activity. I mean, this the way they sound about this. I mean, we're, we're fighting here about six weeks. They think it's a terrible thing when you want to stop abortions at 15 weeks. What's the heartbeat then? Is it mere cardiac activity? Vince Colonnese. The afternoon drive king of D.C. on WMAL, Larry O'Connor's the morning drive king. Yeah, you know the name. It looks like Coglia Nice, like it's a dialect of Italian, but it's sort of pronounced like a French sauce you put on Eggs Benedict. Uh, may I have an extra Susan of colonnades? Anyway, Vince tweeted, 
<laughs> about Stacey Abrams. Yes, men invented ultrasounds to trick women into thinking they have human beings inside of them. So diabolical. <laughs> well, Glenn Kessler, chief fact checker for the Washington Post, that Democrat rag, had to get in and defend Stacey Abrams. It began FWIW, got to make sure you meet the character limit, for what it's worth, fetal heartbeat, quote unquote, is a misnomer. The ultrasound picks up electrical activity generated by an embryo. The so-called quote unquote heartbeat sound you hear is created by the ultrasound. Not until 10 weeks can the opening and closing of cardiac valves be detected by a Doppler machine? Yes, I, uh, I had some fun by tweeting over this. Uh, humanity in the womb, quote unquote, is a misnomer. <laughs> These people have no idea how callous this sounds. We, you know, we went through this the other day where uh, the Today Show showed ultrasounds of of babies in the womb having reactions to carrots and to kale. They liked carrots. Kale, not so much. Yes, today called them babies. This seems like a violation of the usual liberal media template. Yes, in fact, CBS, I think, had the same item, but called it a fetus. A fetus that won't come to greet us if you kill it. Yes, we consider fetus sort of the F-bomb for the pro-lifers. It's, it's a callous word. It makes you look like a jerk. Maybe you shouldn't use it. But it just they use it because, not because they're scientists, they use it as philosophers. And that is to say, you may think it's a baby. You may even call it a baby if it's yours. But if I'm carrying it and I'm hostile to it and want it removed, it's a fetus. Anyhow... In a follow-up tweet, Glenn Kessler, already under attack, linked to an NPR.org story as his evidence. Oh, yes. When being accused of liberalism, cite National Public Radio. That sandbox for the libs. Uh, the NPR headline online was, The Texas abortion ban hinges on quote-unquote fetal heartbeat. Doctors call that misleading. Yes, this is what liberals always do. They go find lefties who have doctorates or who are doctors and say doctors call it misleading, as in all doctors. No, it's not all doctors. You get into this, this piece and it's physicians who specialize in reproductive health. Uh, are you sure? Maybe that you should call them physicians who specialize in reproductive interruption. As long as we're going to use our, our uh, euphemisms. Yes, their expert was Dr. Nisha Verma, an OBGYN that specializes in abortion care. I have a headline for you. NPR hinges on the term abortion care. Doctors should call that misleading. When I murder you on the street, I call it human care. I mean, it's the, abortion care cares for one and kills the other. 
How can people who say they are journalists, who say they are in the realm of facts, use a term like abortion care? It should be stopped. You don't get to in any way claim to be objective or neutral and call it abortion care. That is Orwellian baloney. All right, then. Now, in response to uh, Kessler being owned on Twitter about fetal heartbeat on an ultrasound, conservative radiologist Pradeep Shankar tweeted, Glenn, this is scientifically and medically incorrect. 100%. Ultrasound can't detect electrical activity. Who told you otherwise? And then he added, the NPR link you cited is wrong. I wrote extensively about it at the time. Ultrasound only detects density and motion. It cannot detect any electrical activity at all. This is a scientific fact. Now, our own Alex Christie explored Kessler's latest fact check for the Post on the website and perhaps maybe in the newspaper. What generally happens is on the, in the Sunday Washington Post on page A4, they will publish one Glenn Kessler fact check. All the rest of them are online. Uh, but this, this, so I kind of monitor which fact checks they put on Sunday. And at least recently, they've at least uh, distributed it between Kessler checking Republicans and Democrats. Now, I would obviously tell you from my perspective, he goes soft on Democrats. But at least to attempt to put in the newspaper fact checks on both parties says something. You know, people are all like, Glenn Kessler is a terrible fact checker. This may be true, but let's grade on a scale. All right. There's several ways in which Glenn Kessler is better than Snopes, which I mean, isn't saying much and better than PolitiFact, which also isn't saying much. Glenn Kessler will actually respond to my emails if I have a question. That's what journalists should do. Um, and uh, he does, I, I think, on some level, attempt to uh, look at both sides. Now, I think if you looked at what he decides to Pinocchio and not Pinocchio, I would certainly tell you he's actually very light on President Biden, who almost never gets the four Pinocchio pants on fire. A lot of times when he objects to something Biden has said, he gets two. He gets two Pinocchios or no Pinocchios. Because, of course, the weird thing about Kessler's Pinocchio scale is if you call him back and say, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, mother, uh, there's no Pinocchios. So that's kind of weird. But, I mean, he, it, it, I think on a scale, he's one of the better ones, which, yeah, again, maybe isn't saying much. Well, this in this one, he was very much like the typical fact checker his headline was the GOP claim that Democrats support abortion up to the moment of birth fact checkers of all stripes display their complete lack of independence by getting very upset about Republicans saying Democrats support abortion up to the moment of birth I don't love the slang that they were butthurt but it fits when it comes to late-term abortions. They all did this when Governor Ralph Northam had that creepy interview where he talked about uh, abortion after birth. Well, you know, we'll make the baby comfortable, and then the parents can decide whether they have that right to choose and kill it on the spot. Well, that's not exactly what he said. 
But Donald Trump, of course, made a big deal about this. I mean, this basically was discussing a post-birth abortion. And the fact checkers, quote unquote, those independent guys were all over this idea. This was pants on fire or four Pinocchios or drag out whatever warning danger Will Robinson. They just can't, uh, they just don't like the idea that you would say they support a right to choose that is absolute. Scott Whitlock did a piece here and noted all these Democrats running in these Senate seats, the ones that are, are too tight to call or something, or the ones that the media are most interested in, or or that political experts are most interested in, the Democrats have a position of no limits, right to choose, absolute, and extreme. And they won't acknowledge that it's extreme, and they'll try to find where it's not absolute. But in reality, when it comes down to it, their base wants no exceptions, uh, uh, and they want this absolute. They want them paid for. They want the rest of us to pay for poor people's abortions. In fact, I think we can guess that under Biden and the Elizabeth Warrens of the world, we would be paying for the abortions of illegal aliens. We've already had some of that kind of controversy. We know which side the Democrats come down on. How shall we take care of the illegal aliens. Well, we could start. Uh, here, we fixed the border crisis. Yes, we aborted a, an illegal alien fetus. Are you happy now, Donald Trump? The wall is not exactly working, but the abortionists are working. All right, so in the third paragraph of his fact check, Kessler cited Republican arguments that Democrats voted for something called the Women's Health Protection Act. Yes, they won't call it the Baby Destruction at All Times Act, of course. Yes, it's a bill that would have restored the right to abortion enshrined in Roe versus Wade. But he insisted the legislation includes exceptions for the health of the mother, and then, at least he says, which Republicans describe as a loophole that puts no limit on when an abortion can take place. But, he, you know, Kessler had to say, but the GOP attacks are disingenuous at best. See, this is where they, call, they sound like Democrats. They get really upset and call your arguments disingenuous. And this is the con. I'm sorry. This is where it gets slippery and fraudulent. Republicans, they imply late-term abortions are common and that they are routinely accepted by Democrats. The reality, according to federal and state data, is that abortions past the point of viability are extremely rare. All right, once again, can we go, let's talk about waterboarding for two seconds. Was waterboarding of terrorist suspects common? No, I believe in the Bush years, they had a case where three terrorist suspects were waterboarded, three. And the Bob Schiefers and the Dan Rathers and everybody else in 60 Minutes and you name it, Keith Olbermann, they all had a cow that we waterboarded Islamic terrorists. These are the same people. It's like, sure, kill the baby at eight months. A woman has a right to choose, don't you know? I mean, I'm just not going to accept this from people who say, you know, oh, the inhumanity of Ron DeSantis sending illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard. Why don't you try an abortion at eight months? How about that being inhumanity? Oh, no, the woman has the right to choose inhumanity. 
this is where it's like, where's the moral calculus? Let's, let's not even talk about the factual calculus. They have a problem with that too, quite obviously. They have a problem with science when it comes to abortion. We've already established that today. We're just not going to be lectured on who values human life and who is in favor of humanity. And then he also does it. I mean, so to me, saying, well, they're very rare. They're 1% of abortions. Well, if there are 100,000, 600,000 abortions, oh, there's only 6,000 late-term abortions. Okay, that's, I grew up in a town of 4,000 people. If you want to kill all 4,000 people, you'd say, well, that's extremely rare. You know, mass shootings. Do they say, well, mass shootings are actually extremely rare? No, they take a mass shooting and make it a story for about six months. So, I mean, when it comes to these abortions, they're not extremely rare. They're only extremely rare when compared to the, the, the mass of abortions. And then there's the other thing that they say. This really bothers me. And this is where the fact checker, Glenn Kessler, you're not being a fact checker with this. You know, about the late-term abortions. When they do happen, they often involve painful, emotional, and even moral decisions. They all do this. When they justify a right to choose for any reason, then they all say, let's all imagine that everyone who wants to kill their kid at eight months is really torn up about it. No, the fact of the matter is, you didn't pass a law. You're not proposing a law that says, uh, we're for the woman's right to choose absolutely with no limits, except they have to feel bad about it. That's not in the bill, all right? Maybe somebody is just going to be that horrible a person that they're like, well, I broke up with my boyfriend in eight months and I'm taking out his kid. But if there's an example like that, they ain't going to find it. No, the presumption is always each and every person who deleted a baby at eight months, they were torn up about it. They suffered painful emotional scars. As Alex said, if Kessler wants to argue for radical and unpopular abortion positions, he should take it to the opinion page because this isn't a fact check. Bravo, Alex. <laughs> this we need to read these people, all of our guys in the trenches. Kessler then got, got back to the improperly named Women's Health Protection Act. The bill would prevent states from prohibiting abortion after fetal viability when in the good faith medical judgment of the treating health care provider, continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the pregnant patient's life or health. Yeah, notion, notice this, the pregnant patient. You're a fact checker and now you're going to say the pregnant patient isn't a woman? The one with the uterus, that's merely a patient. At least there was Rubio spokeswoman Elizabeth Gregory suggested health was an escape hatch that permitted abortion at any point. A Supreme Court case Doe versus Bolton decided the same day as Roe versus Wade concluded a medical professional may decide that health in the context of abortion could relate to, quote, all factors, physical, emotional, psychological, familial, and the woman's age. Yes, that is an exception you could drive a semi-truck through. Can we say a Mack truck? Do they still make Mack trucks? I'm not enough of a truck guy to know if I'm not outdated on that. 
when you create a health exception and you put it in the hands of a medical professional, what you're going to get probably is, oh, you're being treated by Dr. Nisha Verma, who specializes in abortion care. Gee, do you think will she be objective with a woman trying to exercise her right to choose? I don't think so. I think that we can be skeptical. We're going to think that if the woman wants an abortion and the, the doctor's job is basically to provide abortions on a 24-7 basis, yeah, she's going to find that there's a health exception. Now, the interesting thing about this was that their, Glenn Kessler had no Pinocchios. He didn't give the Republicans in this case, Marco Rubio and Senate candidate Blake Masters in Arizona, no Pinocchios were offered, maybe perhaps because Rubio's spokeswoman returned a phone call. Uh, he adds, a master spokesman did not respond to a question for comment, but in the past, his campaign has also pointed to the legislation as justifying the claim. Senator Mark Kelly, who Masters is running against, has responded he did not oppose restrictions on abortion late in pregnancy. Yeah, okay. Again, if you sign on to the Democrats reinstitute Roe, we want abortion legal at all times. Oh, no, there's a health exception. But Kessler is lecturing. The campaign rhetoric suggests such late-term abortions happen frequently. The truth is that they do not and involve difficult, heart-wrenching circumstances glossed over in political ads. So notice what, he, what Kessler is doing here is not fact-checking. He's context-checking. And we're going to see a lot of this in the months to come where what they do is to say, well, your, your, your thing may be factual, but it doesn't include these other contexts that Democrats think are important. This is not a game they play with Democrat ads. Democrats get to say all sorts of evil, vicious things about Republicans, and he's not going to come in and say fact check. Uh, you're, uh, you're glossing over heart-wrenching circumstances, Democrats. No, he's not going to do that because the Washington Post is a Democrat rag. That's where, yes, when it comes to fact checks, you better come to us so we can fact check the fact checkers. Before we go, I just want to throw one note in. Uh, you, you may want to check out this latest study by Scott Whitlock. Bystander president, Nets let Biden escape blame for fentanyl border crisis. Yes, we in eight and a half months of fentanyl stories, ABC, CBS, and NBC allowed just two mentions, totaling 30 seconds, on the man in charge of the border... They did almost 40 minutes on fentanyl, and it's damaging, but just 30 seconds mentioning Biden. Isn't this just the way they do things? Trump was responsible for everything that went wrong in America. So was Reagan. So was George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush. Whatever wrong happens in America is a Republican's fault. Biden's not responsible for anything. So check that out. Check out Scott's study, and he does many fine studies. And come read us. And Newsbusters, once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks very much.